Hello and welcome to Holly's Hotspurs, where I, your host, Holly Agambar, will be talking all the latest news and gossip, along with a few heated opinions on the club we all love, Tottenham Hotspur. Now you can watch this unfold live with me and my guests over on YouTube at my channel, Holly Agambar. But for now, let's sit back and discuss what has been happening at Tottenham. Hopefully, we've been living lavish. Today, we'll be talking about that win against Fulham. I mean, second half, it dipped a little bit, but hey, three points are three points. So today, I am joined with two amazing guests. You might know one of them already. You might know two of them, to be fair. So first of all, let's welcome back Jay back to the stream. How are you today, Jay? Uh, Yeah, not too bad. After uh, another three points, stressful game, but uh, three points is three points. So in a good mood for now. Exactly. That's the way to look at it. And we've also got... Max on the channel, also known as Extra. Max, how are you today, Max? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, hoping you can hear me all right, because obviously my uh, technology has been awful recently. But it's good to be on the channel, so thanks for having me. No worries. Cheers for coming on. But yeah, we can hear you loud and clear, so it's all good. So yes, let's drive straight into this game. Obviously, the lineup was pretty impressive. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but it was pretty good. So let's start off with this new term that everybody's came up on Twitter as this shag terminology. Well, I'd get it in there straight away. So that obviously consists of Sonny, Harry, Ali and Gareth. So, Max, I'm going to come to you first. How amazed were you to see those in the starting lineup today? Yeah, no, it's brilliant to see them. Um, I mean, that's what the fans have wanted for so long, isn't it? So, finally... We get to see whether it is Shag in the squad, whether we're allowed to even call it that, because obviously it's been trending on <laughs> trending on Twitter. But um, no, I think everyone's been wanting to see it. It's just, oh, I want to be positive. Obviously, we come around with a victory. It's just not a convincing victory at all. Um, I think that goes without saying. I mean, Delhi Ali, obviously, unfortunate not to not to get the goal, um, going down as an own goal, but. You know what, going forward, it's not like he hasn't had a lot of game time. Bale hasn't had a lot of game time. Um, Son's looking a bit tired. I think if we, if we were to rest, maybe maybe Son and then just get the ball rolling. But this is definitely the, the four we definitely want to see going forward because they can make chances going forward. And then that's what we want to see. But lucky with the three points definitely today. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like the fact that you highlight, obviously, that's the combination all of us fans wanted to see. And obviously, to see Delhi and Bell on the pitch at the same time is something as well. So, obviously, Joe, I want to come to you. Obviously, last podcast, we were talking heavily on Bale. Do you think today maybe we need to give a bit of credit to Delhi? Do you think Delhi's performance warrants a bit of, of credit? Uh, it's, it shows a lot of, um going to sound like Brendan Rodgers, it shows a lot of character to uh, be out of a team for so long um, and then to, you know, after a couple of games, after all of the stuff in the media, to, to kind of work your way back in the squad. Um, his performance today, obviously, like we said, I think we're all gutted for him. I think he knows that even though it doesn't go down as his goal, everyone will see it as his goal, you know, it, if he's not there, it doesn't go in. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's good to see him back in the team. And like you said, we talked about him on the last couple of podcasts, kind of showing that, you know, we're starting to see glimpses of what we what we wanted when we signed Bale. Um, and then obviously with Dell, you know, we know what a good player he is. And it's games like this against Fulham in the and, and the games in the Europa League where, to be honest, if he's going to get his confidence back, it's going to be those games. Because when it comes to those big games... Either one of two things is going to happen. He's going to come to light 
um, and and absolutely smash it, or he's going to go back into his shell and and he's going to show everyone that he's not the big player that he, the, the big game player that he was when we had him years ago. Yeah, exactly. And I think confidence is a real thing because, like we've already touched on, and like Matt's come and said, obviously he was heartbroken that the Delhi Ali goal got taken off. And I think with Delhi, it is a confidence thing at the moment. I feel like, like you said, both of you have said actually that he's been taken out the side. He's now coming back into the side. Is it maybe, Max, you think he needs to possibly play the next game as well to really try and embed himself? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, when you're not playing, we, we just see players and expect them to be able to play to their 100% of their ability every time they're on the pitch. But I guess you don't see a lot of what happens behind, behind the scenes, whether he's unfit, whether his attitude just hasn't been great. But as obviously as a fan's point of view, it's just great to see him back. And when he's, there was a glimpse tonight where the camera actually showed him with a big smile on his face. And it was actually, it was just great to see because those little smiles, they can do such a big thing for even just, just another player's confidence, just seeing Delhi happy. Because if, if you're Delhi's mate on the pitch, and I'd imagine obviously a lot of them are, but like, we know Son's obviously good mates of him. But if you're seeing your mate in the, like getting on the score sheet, getting an assist, and you know they're enjoying their football, you're likely to enjoy your football as well. Um, and obviously touching what Jay said with with Bale, if you don't mind me saying, but whenever he gets a free kick, he's going to score one. Until he, until he actually, every time he gets a ball, whether it's 10 yards out, whether it's 15, whether it's 30, I'm like, yeah, Bale time, Bale time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, that's um, that's my thoughts on Del Boy anyway. So uh, it's good to see him back. Just hopefully he stays in the side. That's the thing. I think we hope that he does as well. I think, like you've touched on, I think he's many fans' favourites at the moment. And to be honest with you, I'm glad that he's slowly finding his form again. Like I said, I think it'll take a couple of weeks. And I like how you touched on Bale as well, because obviously the amount of times he stood over that ball tonight, I was thinking to myself, one's got the curl into the corner here. Come on, it's got to happen. <sighs> one one day we're going to see one just flying <laughs> top bins, yeah. It's going to be scenes after scenes. I think it'll be the fairy tale on, on the top of the cake as well, I think, to be honest. because I, think I can already imagine the timeline. Already imagine. <laughs> well, I think even like he's playing against some Santander worker over in these foreign countries, and he cuts back, puts one. Top <laughs> bin, can you imagine he does that in the prem, like big game? Like, oh, it's just going to be mad. We'll definitely be back if that's the case. We can shut all rival fans up if that happens. <laughs> obviously, we've we slowly touched on Kane tonight, and I feel like maybe Kane and Son have slowly tapped off the gas because there's opportunities for like. And I don't want to be too harsh on Kane because we all know the player Kane is. But I feel like tonight, Jay, do you think Kane is looking very tired? Because there was instances tonight where normally you think he'd bury one. I think it was the first half of that header. You think he's yeah. got a guy in the back of the net. So, Jay, what do you take on Kane tonight? Um, he, he looks like a player that wants a goal really bad. Um, I know it's not goals, but kind of the same thing we talked about a couple of weeks ago when we talked about Hoybierg, when Hoybierg was going through that patch in which, you know, he'd made a couple of mistakes in two games. Um, and obviously, Kane hasn't had a light-it-up performance in a while, goal-scoring-wise. Um, and I think he's, he probably wants a goal, and he's probably pushing hard for a goal and maybe trying too hard. Um, you know, his link-up play again today was good, which is good to see. But, you know, we want to see Kane scoring goals, to be honest. You know, he, he's he's... It's what he does best. And obviously, it's good seeing him dropping deep and, and playing that role. But, you know, that's not where we want to see him as, as, as Spurs fans. And But it's a credit, though, to the players in front of him as well. You know, if he feels that they're better 
in a better position to score. The goal came from a, a cane pass out wide. Um, you know, so so yeah, it, it's one game where he hasn't scored. He's missed missed a couple of opportunities. I wouldn't read too much into it, but I think yeah, it's just maybe lacking a little bit of confidence and a bit desperate for a goal at the minute. Yeah, that is true. I think that's a good spin to put on it. Like you said, the link-up play was there tonight, especially in the first half. So going forward, Max, do you feel like hopefully this is something we'll see again? Or do you think because the likes of Bale and Delhi at the moment, the confidence maybe not at the highest, do you think we'll see a, a role in substitution, say, in starting eleven? Um I think he'll he'll keep he'll keep obviously Son and Kane. I mean, let's just face it, they're 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 game winners. They can have a bad game and they can produce a moment of magic out of the blue. I think he'll keep swapping Delhi and Lucas. I think Lucas, the previous game against Burnley, um, I actually thought he was going to start. To be fair, Lucas, I think he he warranted it and deserved deserves to be in the team. Um, he's been playing well recently. Uh, Bale, I think it's one of them where. Even if he has a bad game, the fans will just be like, oh, it's Bale, put him in the team. But it's going to come down to like the next opponent and whether Mourinho thinks he's going to be able to give him his all because that right-hand side defensively, as we know, just isn't great. So sometimes it is was nice to see Bergwijn because even though he wasn't... I mean, another player we haven't really even touched base on at all and he's been left out because obviously Bale just overshadows that in terms of like social media and getting... well everyone in the team smiling again everyone loves to see Bale but Bergwijn's a hard worker Lucas another one um I mean I was just going to quickly say I think I was smiling when Jay was talking about Kane and saying about his like big games but it's because you probably both agree Kane has set the bar so high that an eight out of ten performance is just normal for him so he can he can get an assist he can get a goal and then he's still not even spoke about anymore like even my dad said, we're, we're watching the game and 70 minutes gone, you go, oh, well, Kane, my dad goes, well, Kane hasn't scored in a while. I was like, he scored against Burnley. It's like, that, that's not a drought. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it's so easy to criticise someone like, well, it's not easy to criticise him because he's so good. But when he's got, yeah. when he's not dropping 10-10 performances, it's because some of these players will only drop 10-10 performances once or twice a whole season as where he can do it every other game. Mm-hmm. Um and that's why he it would be devastating if he left and it would be devastating if he doesn't win anything. But that front four, I oh, know I moved on a bit of the side, I went to went off topic a little bit. That yeah, you know, this is what I want to see. This is the four you want to see. In form, that's the best four. Yeah. Um, in terms of they're all different um abilities and what they can do. So it would just be nice to see what happens going forward, really. A big win tonight. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like you've touched on, it's the business end of the season now. I think the fact that we've managed to get those crucial three points, and I know someone said they don't know how we managed to get the win tonight. And to be fair, second half, it's slightly true, but I think like when you look at it in hindsight, I think we just got the job done. I think, to be honest, maybe Mm -hmm. it wasn't the best way to maybe shut up shop, but it's three points, so I'm not going to complain that much. But moving away slightly from the attacking force, I just want to look at the defensive force. Now, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter about Matt Doherty, and obviously... Without seeing Serge tonight, I don't know where he's been. I don't know what's going on. But for me, I don't think Doherty's the man. And I think Wolves have managed to create some sort of madness in being able to sell him to us. So, Jay, I want to come to you first. Your thoughts on Matt Doherty tonight? Um, 
I saw I saw a meme on before I came on the podcast, and I think Max is laughing because he might have seen the same one. But it's the uh, it's the impractical jokers, and it's like oh, pretend you're a Spurs fan, and it's a Spurs player, and it's him holding the shirt, and then it's all them laughing on the other side. Um, because obviously those that don't know, he's an Arsenal fan. But um, yeah, it's just uh, uh, every time he puts the shirt on, I, I'm not I'm not convinced. That, uh, I don't know who I who I struggle with more, Doherty. Davies actually didn't look awful tonight, which is a positive. He didn't look awful. Um, but Doherty is just not very reassuring. Um, again, it goes back to what we said with Wolves. Wolves decided they were going to change their system from a four to uh, from a, a five to a four. And they knew that he couldn't do the job in a four. So, you know, he's, he's okay going forward, but we don't see him doing well going forward because he's having to defend all the time, which is mm-hmm. plays against his strengths. So it's hard to judge him on because he, he's essentially playing out of position, essentially. I know I'm just, a, I, keep, I keep buying in, oh, but it. it's just every time you mention Davis and Doherty in the same sentence, I can't, I can't help but laugh. But like, we're a team going for top four and we've got some some geezer that thinks he's in the Welsh Mafia just because he's mates with Bale on the left. And then you've got Doherty who just isn't a right back at all. Like, what is going on? It looks like at times we've just got two centre-backs and then two wingers, two wing-backs that just don't have a clue what they're doing. I mean, Reggie, yeah, he must have just been unfit. I don't really know what, why, he, why he wouldn't have chose to start him tonight because it was a strong lineup and... You want to be seeing your best team, obviously, because Davis is the sort that puts you in trouble. But Doherty, it's tough because you want to defend him. Like, you don't want to sit here and slag a Spurs player. I mean, we were all slagging Serge Aurier the other day. I mean, well, it feels like the other day, obviously. Like, the last time I was at a Spurs game, we were slagging him, and that was obviously last year. Um, it just shows how quickly football can change. I mean, I would have loved Serge Aurier at right back tonight, and that just... Mm. That just shows everything. I, like I, I don't even mind Dory, you know. He's he's got a mistake in him, don't get me wrong, but he's got that at least he'll he'll clatter someone. At least he'll well, yeah, he'll just put a foot in and Doherty just doesn't want to do that. I don't I don't know where Doherty plays. I honestly don't. I don't know where he plays. No, I, I don't know what his favourite position is. I mean, Jay's touched on it, but I still I don't know how that's going to work in the way and the style we play. Obviously, he linked up quite well with Bale in the in the game before, but again tonight it just wasn't there. It just wasn't clicking. And again, I know that in recent weeks, obviously the back four has been pretty horrendous. I think the only two players tonight that caused me frustration is like what we said, Matt Doherty. But I thought tonight the centre back partnership was all right, and I think there's this running theme at the moment. If Toby is with Sanchez. It seems to be going okay. So, Jay, I want to come with you. What do you make of that back two centre back partnership tonight? Uh, I think I think as the same as kind of what I said when I came on last time. I, I think the man, the minute Toby is our best defender, um, in my opinion, um, and anyone that plays alongside him, be it Sanchez, be it Rodon, Tanganga, even Dyer. Even Dyer, I think any player that plays alongside Toby is automatically a better centre-back playing alongside him. I think he's a leader on the field. He, he's he got a cool head. He's very mature um, for me. Yeah, he he's, you know, I don't know if it's a psychological thing. I mean, we've all been there. We've all been there playing football, you know, and you have to play with the kid that you know is not that good. And then automatically you're worried that 
you're not going to play as good. You know, it's exactly the same thing. But when Toby comes on, you think, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. He's there. He'll sort me out if I make a mistake or he'll pick me up if I need this, you know. So, again, it's the, it's, 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 it's our best centre-back partnership at the minute, definitely. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I slightly disagree with, with the Dyer comment. I just feel like Dyer's ego and Toby's presence just don't suit well. And I think tonight with Sanchez, like you said, and Jack's commented, I think he's slowly coming on. But coming to you, Max, do you think we've waited too long for Sanchez to try and prove his worth? I mean, he was so good in that first season and it's just kind of dipped. Do you think it's down to rotation all the time and not finding his feet in the team? Um, brilliant. I just think it's that heavy price tag so you see one mistake he makes and it's so easy for everyone to say i cost 40 million like he shouldn't be making those sort of mistakes um season by season goes on and is he getting better i just i don't think he is he just looks a lot better when he's with the likes of toby because like jay said toby has got that presence to make because he's so good and it it doesn't go unnoticed because we all love him, but he's got the capability to make someone like Dyer look good, to make someone like Sanchez look good um, because of positioning. Like we don't see, because obviously when the game's getting played and when you're, when you're actually at the game, you don't really watch the centre-backs. You just watch where the ball is. But I feel like Toby's the sort that if someone's slacking or not pushing up, he's the one that's like, come on, get forward like, or get back. Do you know that sort of thing? He's, he's very, he's, he'll speak his mind. And my series just turned on one second. Um, having a mayor tonight with technology, Christ. But yeah, that's my opinion on Toby. He's always been our best centre back, and when he doesn't get in the lineup, you just think, how? Like, there's no one there that's better than him, and he does bleed Tottenham. He's been there enough years now. Um, he's got the best haircut on the pitch every week as well. So that, that's just another thing. I mean, if if someone's going to learn how to have a haircut, it's Eric Dyer from Toby. Like, what's the... I can't talk with this, but this is lockdown. Dyer's got access to getting a trim and he's got a Roadrunner M1 in his hair. Like, I just don't get it. Makes no sense. But yeah, that's that's my take on Toby anyway. My concern though with, with that, with obviously us saying about how good Toby is, is how many more years have, has Toby got on his legs? And then the concern from that, also is how long how much longer can we wait on Sanchez or someone doesn't have to be Sanchez to step up into that Toby role that is mm-hmm. that that leader because that was the thing with with Jan and Toby we had two players that did that now we've got one and we're kind of coping with one but if Toby leaves is Dyer gonna step up and well not leaves well, to- but Toby it- leaving is a possibility because he's aged yeah. as well yeah yeah, so- yeah. Is is a ticking time bomb, and then like you said, do you bring in another centre back to to go alongside Toby for like one season and get like a really good partnership for one season, but then potentially win something, or are we trying to get someone for the future? And like, well, you both know we're we're crying out for a, a trophy, so I'm more than happy to get experience in, get someone in to go along with Toby, and just make that defence a bit more certain and a free kick cross corner. I mean, you'll, you'll know as well as I do. I'm, I'm not confident when there's a ball going into the box. So, no. 
I think that's the feeling towards all of us. I mean, tonight there was times I was thinking to myself, just get out to him because if a ball comes in, that's it. I'm going to lose my head because we all know yeah. that us aerially in the box and get in our own box isn't going to end very well, I feel. And I like the fact that you said you'd want experiencing because I think that's another theme with all of us. I feel like a trophy needs to happen sooner rather than later. And would I rather spend money on experience? Then yes, I would because like we said, Toby's the biggest presence at the back and I don't think anyone else can step up to that level at the moment. So mm-hmm. moving slightly forward, I just want to talk about Hugo Lloris. Obviously, there's been talk in recent weeks that Hugo's on the way out, he's this, he's that. And I feel like sometimes we are quite rash to make these decisions. So, Max, I want to come to you first. What are your takes on Hugo? Because I think tonight he played really well. Um, Hugo, I've always been a big fan of him, to be fair. Um, the way I look at it is when, when fans start hating on him, you've got to think, what keeper right now in world football is as good as Hugo Lloris that you can just get that wouldn't go somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Because we're not, we're not, well, if you're, there's, if Man City have a sniff, I know they've obviously got, got their keeper sorted. Liverpool got their keeper sorted. There's other teams that could replace theirs, but Hugo, he can do another couple of years easy. Um, he's a bit nerve wracking when the ball's in the box. He doesn't come out enough. We we know that uh, shot stopping and penalties, he's proven in the past that he can win you games from big saves. So they do say it, your team starts from the back, and I think I think he's always he's always up there, and he's he's always fighting to be the number one goalkeeper for us. It's just when he's captain. If I had to pick a little like bone with him, when he's captain, I'm just not a fan of goalkeepers being captains in general because I feel like their presence isn't known as much. You need a centre back or a centre mid, someone to get stuck in like Hoiberg. He he will be a hundred percent a captain. Um, in like future years to come or whatnot, but if you were to say, Am I am I Larice in or out? I'm 100% Larice in because there's no one else you're going to bring in that's his quality, experience, and unless you're going to spend silly money. That's the thing, and I don't think we have the funds to buy a new centre back and a new goalkeeper to the level that we need them at, and I think that's quite true. And like tonight, I think he pulled off some decent saves. And coming to you, Jay, obviously, I, I want to touch on Larice because obviously, like Jade said in the chat, you were once a keeper, so we might as well far away. I'm never going to live that down. I said that once on the podcast, and now it's just going to live with me forever. Um, uh, Hugo, Hugo's a world class keeper. Um, he uh it seems to be the theme with everything i say at the minute and it does seem it with the players obviously that 100th game 100th clean sheet i think was huge for him i think it was in the back of his mind every game it was 99 and those happened to be the games where he was a little bit nerve-wracking to watch um but yeah tonight was in my opinion a man of the match performance from hugo um, I thought he was quality tonight. Um, what Max said is my biggest frustration watching him is that he doesn't come for the ball enough, which makes <laughs> you rely on your defenders. Um, and if anyone has played football, they'll know that the ball into the box, the moment if it's not claimed by the time it's hit the six-yard box across or anything like that, the, the likelihood of the keeper reacting quick enough from any touch goalwards is is minimal um you know it, it takes you know it takes world class keepers and luckily we have one but even even the and we'll, we'll probably get onto it in a bit but even the save before the fulham goal you know that was a ridiculous save it, his positioning was incredible and then obviously they scored but 
you know, as a, as a key, I totally disagree with Max about keepers being captain. I will say that, but um, that, that's biased. That's biased, though. I will no, say I, Go on, go on. I don't mind no, no, controversy. Well, I mean, controversy. I mean, no, 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 no. You know, if you look at Ike Casillas, is a, is a double Euro winning, World Cup winning, uh, Champions League winning captain. Um, you know, Buffon is another one. You know, these these are players that, that I... I, I there's only one position on the field. Can I let you talk? I'll say one thing and then I'll let Go you on. talk, I promise. Go on. Buffon and Casillas didn't have Davis and Doherty in front of them, right? <laughs> that is a very good Cas- point. Casillas had Roberto Carlos, bro. <laughs> I mean, yes, true, true for Real Madrid. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like, obviously, they're different players. But I'm saying, like, you know, as a, as um, oh, yeah. there's only one position on the field. And, I, and I'll say this uh, openly, and I don't care if it gets clipped and put on Twitter, but Harry Kane should never be captain of Tottenham football club he is a striker strikers cannot be captain it is it is just not a thing I would rather Toby had it I would rather Pierre had it anyone but Kane he's a striker I, I you know it, I'd rather Harry Winks have it like do you know what I mean like it just I just don't want a striker having having the armband but again but again <laughs> I think that's the keeper bias coming in of not liking strikers but yeah. No, there's there's obviously been some big ones. I think like even yeah. like Oliver, Oliver Kahn as well. Yeah, he yeah. was he was captain for Germany. And then you think, oh, look at the the players that are in that Germany side. So yeah, I won't. All right, if I had to take it back a tiny bit, I wouldn't say they can't be. I just really prefer if they're not. Oh yeah, well yeah, that uh, the ideal center, the ideal um, captain is a centre back or a, a defensive midfielder or someone like that. You know, I, I agree with you on that. It's just uh, yeah, my goalkeeper senses were like that. <laughs> you know, what you they were tingling. You, you wanted to come out, but you wanted to come out. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him going for it. I was like, I better talk to Jane next because he'll want to say something. But um, regardless, I mean, we've obviously touched on Hugo, and like Jay touched on, obviously there was a goal decision that did happen, and I think Hugo wasn't going to be able to get to it because it was pretty much in the corner. But obviously. Tottenham being Tottenham, we somehow got some luck going our way. So, Max, I want to come to you. What did you make of the handball situation? I'm sat here probably in this, well, I'm still disbelief that we've actually managed to take away all three points because I, if I'm a Fulham fan, I'm thinking I've been absolutely robbed. The reverse angle where Sanchez Sanchez just literally boots it away from under his feet. I know he's not going to be expected to hoof it up to the halfway line from there, but I forgive me who i can't remember who it was that handballed it but it's by his side like where else is he meant to put his arm and when it's come to you literally from five yards away it's if if that's the other way around let's say they've just booted it kane's arm and whatnot and son's tapped it in one all like we're fuming we're fuming son about that absolutely fuming so it's 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 just silly it's, it's every game every game there is at least one var decision that seems to affect someone scoring the result, someone getting a late winner, the ball going out for a throw, that's going to be next. It's it's going to be, it's just... And on this time, we, we came away lucky. We got the we got the decision, come away three points, and we, we won't look back at that. We just think, oh, yeah, we beat Fulham 1-0. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's hard on Fulham. And am I sorry? Not really, because it's happened to us. It's happened that's- in that Champions League final, which, uh, yeah. That's the thing. I think it's kind of levelled itself out. Obviously, there was that controversy where Lucas Moura went down at the start of the season, I think it was, and he didn't have any clue where the ball was. 
and we got our goal struck off because apparently it was handball. Do you know what I mean? I think, mm-hmm. like you said, Max, I'd be fuming if it was the other way around because it's like this telltale sign again. Do we just cut players' arms off because otherwise they're going to get done for handball? It's a madness. So where Jay, is he meant to put his arm? Sorry, mm-hmm. where's like, where's he meant? Where, where's he put it? Where it's not handball? Does that make sense? So like, yeah. if it's up here, it's handball. If it's by his ribs, which it well, it was by his waist, it's still handball. So how how is it not? Is he meant to put his hand up his shirt? I don't actually know like what he's meant to do. That's the thing. Like it gets the it gets to the point where it's so silly. You need a bit of common sense in there, and I don't know whether it's because refs are worried that again it's down to an opinion of a ref, which at the moment is sending us a bit crazy. Because again, in, in hindsight, another game one ref might give it, another ref might not. So maybe that's why the rule is the way it is. But mm-hmm. Jay, what was your what was your take on it? Do you think? It was harsh on Fulham. Do you think the rule maybe needs to be looked at again? Uh, I think I think the criticism needs to be aimed at the rule, not the decision. Um, basically, yeah, going off going off what happened, and you're referring to the Sheffield United game last year. You know where that is, and and we were talking about this in the group chat, and Parksy in the chat said it, it it's just common, like you said, it's just common sense. Um, but it's the law. So, you know, it's it's common sense not to kill somebody, but it is still against the law to, to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it, it's, uh, it's just, um, it's a farce. I feel I totally, if I'm a Spurs fan, I'd be livid. We were all livid last year in the Sheffield United game. Um, and, and it's just the rule. I think the issue is, and I was discussing this with my dad when I showed my dad the replay, and what Max said is is perfect. Uh, if his arm's been chopped off, that just hits his side, falls to Major. Major scores. Like yeah. it makes no difference. But because the guy that wrote the laws that's never played football in his life uh, said that if it hits a hand, it and it goes in from hitting the hand, then it's no goal. But then mm-hmm. if it's the other way around and that's a Tottenham player and it's the defensive um, and it's an attacking, uh, can't speak. If it's the other way around, that's not a penalty, if you see what I mean. It, mm-hmm. uh, that That's what's confusing people is it is a load of rubbish because it, it's, how can it be that for an offense? Sorry, it's my American football. <laughs> that for offensive and uh, and then uh, the, the same for defensive. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. I think that's the problem. There's different rules for it in different parts of the pitch. And I think that's the thing that frustrates people because, again, like you pointed out, if it's in a room, it's not a penalty because it's hit our defender. It just doesn't make any sense. But, again, like we said, we got lucky with it. And I think it has kind of, as bad as it sounds, it has kind of levelled things out when we've been done by it. But, again, should that really be a thing that's happening? No. But, sadly, that's how football is turning into it at the moment. And that's another question in itself. Is it VAR that's the problem? Is it the people that are doing, uh, holding the VAR's problem? It's it's just a massive mess, to be honest. And obviously, going from that, we managed to, after that, turn into a bit of a snooze fest. And I thought from there we'd kick on. But, Max, it wasn't really happening. So what did you make of the subs that Jose implemented? Do you think it was the right ones to bring on? Well, we've got... Eric Lamella, who's just a walking meme whenever he's just on the pitch. Uh, I actually don't mind him, and he actually did create a really good chance where he ball rolled on literally on the touchline. What you're um, telling me, Lamella ball rolled? No, he actually do- oh, he does. He does a million ball rolls. Have you seen? 
when he came on, account. I think everyone's like, yeah, they need to put they need to put a bet on this. I'm like, there's <laughs> Paddy Power. Paddy Power probably do that. Um, <laughs> obviously, other bookmakers do apply out there as well. <laughs> um, I said to Dad straight away, the first thing I'm looking for is a ball roll. Like, just book him for doing a ball roll because then he might actually make a chance instead of trying to do a bit like a boner or some stupid skill. But the sub, who, who was it Lamella went off for? Was that for Bale? Was that one for Bale? Or was that for... Um, oh, I can't, oh, no, write it down. Oh, I can't uh, actually remember. Uh, Ndombele. Ndombele went off. Okay, fair enough. Off. I mean, Ndombele had a bit of a quiet game, fair play to him. I mean, not that he even had much of the ball. The whole second half, I felt like we didn't have the ball. Um, I looked I looked at the bottom of the screen, I think, when Lamella came on. It was like 70th, 75th minute. And I was like, where on earth is this time gone? So, Lamella's just come on. Yeah, he actually done all right, to be fair. He just he does a little bit too much every time, and I think that's probably the reason he doesn't start. Um, and the other sub, oh, my days, my head is absolutely fried. What was the other sub? Um, so, <laughs> Delhi came off for, uh, I have to write it down, don't worry. Delhi had to come off for Sissoko, and Bale came off for Lucas. That was it. Lucas, I actually love. Recently, I've, I've loved him. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit. I think he, he does work hard. His stamina is ridiculous. Um, he could easily start next game instead of Delhi, like, vice versa. They're just, it's like little and large, really, but in like that position, the number 10 spot just behind, like when Kane drops back, that's that's where, that's where I want to see Lucas because I feel like he's just nimble. Um, Delhi Ali's got the, he's got the footwork, Delhi, but he does these stupid flicks. I don't understand it. I do not. He'd done another one tonight, and I, it must pain Mourinho because I know Mourinho's a dinosaur and he does not like seeing that sort of football. He he wants the ball, get down on the deck, pass it about, spread the play. Um, and if these flicks work, it's it's all nice. We all love to see it. But when Delhi flicks it about, it, it doesn't come off nine out of ten times. But Lucas was happy to see him. Lamella, there's mixed mixed thoughts, obviously, as you know, and. Um, well, yeah, that, that that's my thoughts on that. I, I still I'm still pretty baffled that we've managed to to win the game one nil because we just felt like I felt like we didn't have the ball the whole second half. Fulham must have had so many so much possession and they they did create a lot of chances. It's just fortunately enough, Sanchez didn't actually cost us the game this time, and he actually made up for a few errors. There was one where he was actually not even looking at the ball, and the ball got played in, and I feel like his pace probably helped him keep up with the player. And because um, that Robinson, I actually think is quite a good player on that left-hand side. He makes a lot, of, he makes a lot of chances, but yeah, it's a, it's a game that on an, another day that could have, it could have easily gone another way. That's the thing. And I've seen lots of people saying that today's game was, was lucky. But I also think to myself, if Kane wasn't on, if Kane was on his game today, I feel like Fulham were lucky that he wasn't. So I think, Football mm-hmm. swings in roundabouts. I think luck does take a lot of presence in football. And I just sadly, that's how the game works in some presence. So, Joe, I want to come to you. Obviously, in recent weeks with Jose's um, subs, I haven't really felt confident. But today, like we've touched on with Max, I kind of saw why he did what he did. I mean, obviously, we wanted to try and shut up shop, which is why Sissoko came on. Obviously, maybe he's saving Delhi and Bale for the next couple of games. So, what did you make of the subs as well from Jose today? Um, I... Part of me thinks um, it's an eye on the weekend um, in the sense of bail off, alley off, weekend against Palace. You know, it, it, 
those substitutions did the job. They did what we wanted to do. You know, we today we played like an away side because obviously we were an away side. But you know, people would say, "Oh, it's Fulham," but we still we still went to Craven Cottage and played like an away team. We sat back, um, got the goal that we needed. Then it got a little bit cagey, and we thought, "Yeah, well, Deli Ali doing his flicks isn't going to do us any favors, so let's take him off." Um, I think uh, the one that Max is. I think he's referring to is the one where he was like on the sideline and it like went into a Fulham player who was then on the attack. And it was like, he could have just like kicked it down the line or, or done anything. Yeah. His, um, his head just doesn't think like, no, he, I'm sorry to cut you off again. No, I've no, it's fine. It's, fine, it's fine. It's just, if I don't say it now, I will, I'll forget. And it'll bug <laughs> me. But no, you're, you're right. He's, he, his head is all thinking, are the cameras going to see this and all that? And I don't know whether that's just down to his age and whether he's because he's always been in the papers and the press and he's always been talked about from a young age. So it's because we know Delhi from being that player that can produce a bit of magic and skill. But there's a time and a place and you don't mm. need to do it when you're one nil up and you know our defence is as shaky like as it has been all season. You don't need to give the ball away on the halfway line. Like, you just don't. Agreed. Um, Sorry, Jake. Sorry, <laughs> didn't say anything that I wouldn't have, so it's fine. So, yeah, obviously, Delhi coming off, like I said, maybe it's having a, a head towards the Palace game. I mean, Jack said we shouldn't need them against Palace, though, and I don't know if I sit well with that because I feel like right now we need to hit every game hard and fast because I feel like we're just maybe reaching our form. I know towards the end of the game today, it was it was definitely off. But if we can maintain maintain these players, the, the likes of Dale and obviously Delhi and obviously Bale, hopefully against Palace we can instill a bit more confidence because, like we said, we've got to look ahead to our Europa game as well, and that's something I want to touch on. So obviously, Jay, I'll just come back to you. Obviously, we've got Europa League after the Palace game, and obviously mm -hmm. with hindsight, with all those games coming up thick and fast, do you feel like now is the time that we do need to push on? Now I say this every week, but in recent weeks, I think people have started to feel that we could possibly push for top four again. And as mad as that sounds and as crazy as that statement sounds, this season has been a madness. So, Jay, I want to mm. come to you. Do you think the likes of maybe top four and Europa League are still well in, within our sights, basically? Top four is is definitely within grasp, um, purely because everyone else is awful. Um, that is the only reason that that, that we are in, in the situation we're in. You know, um, like a couple of weeks ago, we're, you know, 12 points off fourth. Now we're, I think it was, I think we've got a game in hand, but I think if we won that, we'd be like two points off fourth or one point off fourth. Um, like it, it, it's, it's wishful thinking because it, it relies on teams, you know, with the inconsistent form, like Leicester is starting to fall off, which I've been, you know, I've been chatting with my mates and stuff, kind of been hoping that they would do because they've done it last year. There's no reason to say they wouldn't do it again this year. Um, West Ham, obviously, they're not, they're not a Champions League team. I don't know why they're kidding themselves being up there. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so I, I, I think it's, it's still on the cards with regards to the Europa League. Um, the question is, do we prioritise the Europa League or do we prioritise the North London derby? That's that game. The North London derby is going to be for me the the season defining fixture in the sense it's six points against Arsenal, who are as much as we don't want to believe it, kind of breathing down our necks a little bit now, considering how mm. much we're memeing them at the beginning of the year. Um, 
So for me, I don't know, one nil, one nil against uh, Zagreb at home, I'd be happy with, and then uh, get a goal away, and then they've got to do all the work. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's I think the Premier League needs to be a priority. We can't rely on winning the Europa League. I, I'd love to win it, but I think we should have we should get top four and then go. Okay, we've got Europa League in the bag, as in like got it as a reserve rather than relying on a cup competition because this is Tottenham Hotspur. Um, we never feel safe doing anything. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I feel like maybe it's too soon to put all our eggs in, the ba- in one basket. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, if you asked me the same question, I would probably say put all our eggs in one basket. But yeah. at the moment, because like you said, the league's so all over the place. Obviously, it's not what you think it would be this season. Like you said, probably is because other teams around us are playing awful that we can kind of get away with dropping points here and there. So, Max, I kind of want to get your feelings on it. Do you think, kind of like Jay said, do you think the North London Derby will be a defining moment of our season right now, currently? It's just a game that you can't lose. Um, Especially, like you said, when we're actually putting together, whether we're playing good or bad, we're actually getting some victories now. Um, It's a game that it doesn't matter where you are in the league. You know, like it doesn't matter how many goals one team scored in the last game. You can go score five, six goals and be buzzing. And then the North London derby, it could the players, they can stand still because they know how, how big the game is. The fans know how big it is. And it, I, I just want us to go into it and just show that fight and character. And just, every, I love a North London derby. Everyone looks forward to a North London derby until about five minutes till kickoff. And then they're like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> until they see Eric Dyer at the back with Sanchez. No, no, to- oh, I don't even want to think about Toby being left on the bench <laughs> for that game. But as long as we have uh, the lineup that everyone wants to see, correct me if I'm wrong, just shout out if I say someone you don't want to see, but I want you, it's got to be Larissa at the back, yep. Reggie, yep. Toby, mm-hmm. Sanchez, mm-hmm. Aurea, mm-hmm. Endombele and Hoybier, mm-hmm. Son, Kane, Delhi, Delhi, uh, and then on the right, do you go Bale? I mean, imagine Bale scoring. It's that free it, kick's it, coming against Arsenal. It, that free kick's it, coming. It, you wanted that free kick. That's where it's coming, man. It's happening. It's happening. I tell you, if that's happening, I'm running down the street. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but why not? Why can't we just have a go at them? Um, it doesn't matter what stadium it's at for me. That's why this the season's been so weird because obviously COVID, no fans. It's literally just colourful seats. End of the day, mm. that's that's literally all it is. It's not even like they've printed off the boards, like they probably have, like they did for the uh, Super Bowl or whatnot. But it's just like, yeah, Bidley say agrees. He, he agrees, same eleven. And I think whether I do speak for a lot of Spurs fans, that is simply if you watch Spurs week in week out, that's our best side. Yeah, um, I don't side. understand why you wouldn't play that side. So. It's a massive game, goes without saying, really. And it's a shame we can't really, really go. Like, I'd, I'd love to have tried to apply to get a ticket to go to that because it's just, it's just, it brings back so many good memories. Like that, the one where Larice over the top to Kane and Kane chests it down over the top to Delhi, where he flicks it over the keeper. Like that, that goal, when I think of London derbies of the Tottenham Arsenal, obviously, that's, that's probably one of my favourites of recent yeah. times. That's the thing. It's like you said, it brings back so many memories and it's it's one of those we have to go and win. And I just want to pick up, where is it? I just want to pick up on what Phil said about 
how this playing like it's 1-0 leaves it such fine margins. And I, and I do agree to an extent. And I feel like in recent times, I've sat there and thought to myself, yeah, maybe we do need to push on a bit. And I think tonight kind of showed that, but it also showed a sense that maybe if Kane was on it, we wouldn't have to find margins. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I feel like sometimes we do heavily rely on the fact that I can see Jay's wanting to say something. Go on, if, say something. if Eric Dyer starts this game, we don't win 1-0. Oh, is this the derby you're talking about, yeah? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about tonight and probably the derby. I'm to- if oh. we're talking about, I-, I don't know if Phil's talking about tonight because he's saying that we're leaving it to fine margins winning 1-0. But if if Eric Dyer started tonight, I don't think we win 1-0. I think something happens and they score a legit goal. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so, you know, I, I-, I kind of... Uh, we say this all the time. Jose's defensive football works when our defence plays good. Simple as that. He built a legacy at Chelsea because he had, at the time, you know, arguably the best centre-back in the Premier League at the time in John Terry. And his defence was so experienced and so talented that there was no way um, that that we can look at, you know, replicating that with, as as Max has said many a time, with Doherty and Davies in this team. There's no way that we can play this amazing defensive football uh, with those full-backs. There's no way. Do you, so Walsh, do you think... Walsh, Ma- Walsh Mafia. Walsh Mafia, yeah. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> you have that etched on my brain. That's all I'm seeing at the moment. It's driving me nuts. But um, I, the thing is, for me, do you think Phil's just trying to... I'm trying to keep it neutral in a sense because I think most people know my my sentiment on Joe say that I feel like we just got to hang in there with him because the man's done it everywhere. Why can't he do it at Tottenham? So I feel maybe, do you think we need to go out with this attacking style, Max, more often? Or do you think we've seen against Everton in that cup game where we went out attacking and it cost us again because our defence just isn't good enough? That that game was just stupid, but it's a one-off game where you're not going to see four alls and whatever, five fours every day of the week, are you? So... On another day, we score a lot of goals like we did against Burnley. Um, it's just one of them. If if we've got the ball majority of the game, we're going to win the game because we've got so many players. We've got so many players that can that can harm other teams' defenses. I mean, if you're lining up against Kane, Son, Bale, Delhi, or whoever it be, Lucas, in the form that they can be in, like it must be, must be horrible to come up against. I wouldn't want to come up against just Son and Kane on theirself. They must, they must just be horrible because end of the day, you don't even, they don't, we don't even know where Kane plays most of the time. We see him in centre mid. So imagine trying to be a defender and actually mark him. You just can't. Um, but I, I actually can't even remember what you said. <laughs> I, was just, I was just going off of the fact: do we need to go out attacking, or do you think going attacking when we have teams like this, like Fulham? Because let's not let's not be funny here. Fulham aren't necessarily a pushover. Yes, they're at the bottom of the table, but they're fighting in relegation. I feel like when mm-hmm. you come up against a side that are fighting in relegation, anything can happen. So do I'll you say, think like... I'll say it quick. Get yeah, gone. Sorry, and then I'll let James. No, 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 go for it. Go for it. Go for it. So, like I like I was saying, the four 0 at Burnley, where we're just attacking teams. We've got the ball 90% of the time, so we're going to hurt teams. If you don't have the ball, they're and they can do exactly the same to us, so like Everton did, it's just literally back and forth. And as exciting that is to watch as a neutral, it's horrible as a Spurs fan. But you fix that defence, and I'm not bothered, because if you can look at your back four and be comfortable that they're only going to concede a maximum of like two goals a game. I know it sounds a lot, but if you've mm. got the capabilities to score four, 
three or four each time, then that's what Liverpool were doing, right? I know that's exactly, they had Van Dijk. They had that solid partnership with him, whether it was Matip or whether it was Gomez. But you can't tell me that when we played Liverpool last season or whatnot, when Van Dijk was fit, you were like, oh my God, I can't wait to get at this defence because you were like, bloody hell, Van Dijk is a beast. And if you're a Liverpool fan, you were excited to see your team play because you weren't conceding. You have the best right back, left back, in like that league with the assists going up and down, like when we had Walker and Rose, which we missed terribly. Um, I just think, yeah, at the moment, our best way, while we've got a poor defence, why not just attack? Use use our tools. You can only use the tools that you've got. And Son and Kane, they're putting numbers on the board all season. So why not? Let's just go like, attack teams. It's how we play our football. We know how that's the best way Tottenham play. Um, Delhi's also, I mean, that's why Delhi hadn't been playing. We can only imagine from that little uh cut scene where it's you know, where it says, Oh, all this defensive play or whatever, tracking back. Who knows that management hasn't seen Delhi saying that? I'd imagine if we've seen it, they've seen it. So mm-hmm. it only takes a little comment like that, upset some players, upset a team, and then it just all has a knock on effect. But before I waffle even more, the attack is always <laughs> the best form of defense. And I'm I'm in a, I've always been a striker back in my day. So I say back in the day like I'm getting on a bit, but I've just got no <laughs> no fit no fitness at all. <laughs> no, I, I I do agree what you said. And to be fair to you, I have stuck by that motto in, in many times, like the best line of defence is to attack, but I just feel this defence just isn't capable of being able to to do anything if they do come under pressure. And Jay, I want to come to you quick, just to maybe put it on the flip side, because I feel like maybe sometimes like you might have a different view to Mac. So what's your opinions on the whole stuff? Um, I, I, I think, um, I don't know, it's, it's difficult. It, I don't want to sound like I'm repeating the same points, but, you know, uh, I would love to watch Tottenham play attacking football. I'd love it. Um, but, but it goes back to the analogy that we kind of all agreed with earlier. When you're playing, when you play, when you play football, and you know there's someone crap in your team, and you know that you're going to have to carry the hell out of them, and then you cover them, you work extra hard to make sure they don't mess up. That's what our attack has to do for our defence. So we see defensive football, but part of me thinks, okay, yeah, it's Jose. But part of me also thinks it's the attacking players and not having the confidence in the defence to do what we want to do, like Max said, and go on and play on the attack because Harry Kane's crapping his pants that he's going to score, but it don't matter because the boys behind him are going to mess up twice and then rule out his goal and another one. So he sits back and he's defending and he doesn't trust. But, you know, uh, what's that? Uh, another clean sheet, confidence, higher centre-back partnership looking better wing-backs we didn't get the ones we wanted but we still didn't concede a legit goal um <laughs> and and what is what is a legit goal these days well, Sean, Sean's gonna come in and Ollie will say I know Sean's a Fulham fan but you know it's 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 not a legit goal but there we go <laughs> I thought I'd just get out there for Sean because 
being my cousin and stuff and him being a Fulham fan, I thought I'd uh, throw it in there. But never mind, Sean, get the next one. Never mind. Um, but no, thanks again for you guys coming on. I mean, again, I know it's been a bit of a, not a negative like podcast, but towards the end, I think like it kind of earned that in the second half. But regardless, we managed to get those three points. That's all that matters. And we can move on to the game against Palace at the weekend. So before we say our goodbyes, I want to say thanks to everyone in the chat. I know I'm still getting used to bringing people's... Um, comments up but it's quite hard when we're in flowing talking but again thanks for you guys all watching and obviously max thanks for jumping on where can everybody find you sort of thing um hopefully if they just type in tottenham versus ajax because <laughs> that's 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 my most viewed video because when i whenever that gets typed in that's what most people find me from these days but yeah extra max on youtube you'll find me on the sofa uh reacting to the spurs games me and my dad and just if you like just listening to us, me waffle, just imagine that there's someone else in my family just a lot older and I'm not even going to say wiser because... Does he have the dad that. jokes? Does he have the dad jokes? You know what, yeah. When I'm editing some of these videos, which I'm, I'm halfway through editing it now, and there's clips I'm just like, did he actually say that? Like, <laughs> it's, so, it's so bad. It's, I end up chucking some of the clips on my on Instagram because it's just awful, but... Yeah, if you want to see that, then uh, XGO Max on uh, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Max. This is the reason why I can't do watch alongs because I'd say so much crap that it wouldn't even be worth my time to edit. Do you know what? I'm actually, because I, I, I think this is wicked that you've done, you've started like doing live streams. And it's if I don't do it, I'm going to fall behind. So I need to jump on the trend. But I've sure, said yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for the um, for the cup final. I'm going to do a watch along with my, my dad. So. Depends on how that one goes, will be whether you see more of them from me because, yeah, we'll just see what happens. You just got to be oh. careful with what, what you say, that's all. Yeah. That's <laughs> I'd be very clip worthy because, mm. like this, I've, I've already thought about what I'm going to say and how's it going to go. Whereas if you're watching me watch Spurs, I've probably shouted something I shouldn't. But it's, no, it's my least favourite thing is watching Spurs with you. It's my least mm. favourite thing. I know, I end up pacing around, swearing at the telly. It's not great. So I think, but no, you need to get on to this because it's honestly, this is so much easier. You don't have to go back and edit things. It's just once it's done, it's done. So yeah. I would highly recommend it. But thanks again for coming on, Max. And Jay, where can we all find you? I know you've got something coming up at the weekend, which I know. Yeah, you're so um, you guys um, can find me uh, mainly on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv season. I stream a lot of football orientated games. I'll say that because, you know, Football Manager pairs. FIFA, all of it, all of the good stuff. Um, but on Saturday, I am hosting my first podcast. As Max said, if you don't join the times, you'll get behind. Um, but it's something a little bit different. It's nothing to do with Spurs whatsoever. Um, it's just a podcast talking about sports and esports, because um, that's obviously two massive passions of mine, and then Formula One when the season comes along. But on Saturday, I'll be joined by Jay Ryder Gaming, who's an absolute legend, and we'll be talking about FIFA 21 and its negative effect on mental health, which is something a little bit different, you know. So just talking about a computer game, we're going to talk about... Oh, uh, I like that. I like yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about, obviously, with lockdown and stuff, and, and obviously, you know, smashing controllers and things... Uh, you know, that kind of stuff kind of goes behind the radar. And I think streaming's brought it to light that it happens a lot. And it goes a lot behind closed doors as well. So we're just going to talk about the game and how the games turn us into this. You know, we used to have our mates around to play FIFA and have a laugh. And now we sit and swear and foot champs and see Mendy and Varane at centre-back every week. So... <laughs> You know, that's, that's, uh, that's actually obviously not going. Won't talk about it that much, but that's the reason I don't play it anymore. Because yeah. it, it's the only game in history that 
changes my mood and it, it turns me into a horrible person so exactly I, I, you know, well, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about 11 o'clock on saturday uh twitch.tv stroke jj season come drop by it'd be a, it'd be a good chat i like it so thank you guys both for joining me hopefully we can go on against palace and get another win but until next time guys i will see you all later